When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome everybody, Friday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show starts right now. Uh, I've got a lot to get through today, obviously the jobs numbers, Biden talking about those, saying that, you know, they're... In a strong position to deal with the weakness of the economy under Biden. That's basically the shortened version. We'll discuss some of where that is for uh, for all of you. Also, a lot. Pardon me, my voice a little raspy. I was I started to lose it last night on Gutfeld show, and it's still still a little bit. So I got Clay here though, and I'm I'm good to go. We're gonna get through it. It'll be just fine. Uh, but uh, the individuals who were kicked out of the Tennessee State House. A lot of pushback now from the Democrat media over this, saying all kinds of things. Barack Obama himself weighs in on Tennessee State House members being uh, voted out of the Tennessee State House for their part in a rowdy and stupid anti-gun protest. So we will uh, address that for sure. Um I'll also, uh, since we're talking about uh, Nashville there, or Tennessee, rather, the uh, Nashville Manifesto, as I believe, is still not out yet, Clay. am I, I know they've talked a little more about what's in it, but they still haven't released it, still have not shared a motive. I think we're going to return to that here in a moment because there is now a, a full-on uh, allegation of a trans-terrorist plot by a William Whitworth that we will discuss, who uh, planned to shoot up three schools and churches, stopped before able to engage in this plot. We'll discuss that. We're actually going to start with another issue. You know, it's interesting, uh, Clay. The uh, Biden White House is also put for has also put forward this Title IX rule. I'm sure you saw this. Oh yeah. So now the way they're doing it is well. You can't just ban, um, you know, they always say people who menstruate, we say people with penises. You cannot ban people with penises from competing against women outright in college athletics or, or you'll lose your federal funding. It's a Title IX violation. So you have to do it on a sort of case-by-case basis and take into account the fullness of identity. So this is just incrementalism. And this is important to understand because of what happened. So you've got that issue coming down from the White House about trans Title IX expansion. So now Title IX will include men who think they're women. That is what Title IX, that's what the White House is trying to do. So making a mockery of equality for women in athletics and decades and decades of precedent. But let's start with our friend Riley Gaines, Clay, who was speaking at San Francisco State University and was 
just talking about this issue of, again, the Title IX issue comes into play here, separating men and women from competing against each other, biological males, though I just think men, I think we got to just go back to basics here, folks. Men and women, yes, sir? Yeah, no, I just think we need to explain again who Riley Gaines is, because how did she come to be a spokesperson on this issue? Uh, Riley Gaines is a was a swimmer at the University of Kentucky Women's Swimming. She competed directly against Leah Thomas, who was Will Thomas. And remember, I, I think these contexts matter. This is how she found herself as a spokesperson in this arena. Will Thomas swam for multiple years as a man for the University of Pennsylvania men's swimming team. Then he decided to identify as a woman, flipped, and began swimming for the University of Pennsylvania women's team, and he became an NCAA champion and won the 500 meter, and Riley Gaines competed against him at the NCAA championship. She is a lifelong swimmer, elite women's swimmer at the University of Kentucky, and after doing that, she said, this is wrong, and she had the courage to speak out. She's been on this program. She is now going around the country saying men should not be able to compete against women. That's the background. That's the basis of her speech. She's doing it as a former women's college swimmer who had to compete against a man with tremendous biological advantages over her. And so Thursday night, she was at a um, Turning Point Leadership Institute event speaking about saving women's sports from male competition and trans activists and the video i mean clay you shared it i shared it on twitter do we have the video up at clayandbuck.com we do so anyone who has you need to see this video everybody go to clayandbuck.com it is up there um and obviously if you see if you follow us on twitter you've seen it there too you need to understand the ferocious psychopathy of this mob and here's some of the audio of this uh, as they attacked her, these trans activists. Play it. I mean, honestly, it's... I wanted people to hear it. I wanted people to hear it because it's 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 demonic sounding. I mean, these people, these are college students at, you know, a state school that has a name. People know it. And they are losing their minds. And actually, one male with long hair calling himself a woman physically attacked her, hit her yes. a couple of times. So this isn't just the usual college campus screaming, shouting, being babies, not believing the First Amendment stuff, Clay. This is a violent mob of trans-agenda lunatics attacking someone invited to speak at a college campus. I guarantee you, none of them will be expelled. Nothing is going to happen to them. She needs to press full charges, Buck. Because if you attack... I mean, think about where we've gone. We have gone from, let's make sure that we protect women, to now allowing men who identify as women to take the moral high ground and actually physically assault women. And I want to I want to speak out on this because I think she needs to, first of all, all these people need to have significant consequences for what they did. They should be expelled, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, all If they're students, they should be. Uh, they also surrounded her when she was in a room and refused to allow her to leave. Uh, but here's what I'm a little bit encouraged about, Buck. Um, I just saw, a lot of you may know, uh, Sage Steele and Samantha Ponder, who are two of the biggest names at ESPN, and both of them have shared this video and now are speaking out about this, which is unheard of. Because remember, Buck, last week ESPN said that Leah Thomas was one of the Women of the Year athletes. Remember we aired that clip they have totally bought into this lie. Uh, here's what Sam Ponder said. Just wow. Yes, Riley. So many of us are cheering you on. I imagine this has felt lonely at times, and I'm genuinely sorry for my own cowardice in not speaking out sooner. Say strong, sister. Uh, here's what Sage Steele, that is Sam Ponder at ESPN. 
Uh, Sage Steele said, stay strong, Riley Gaines. You have more people than you know supporting you and standing up to this madness. And then Sage Steele at ESPN said, uh, are there any other women with public platforms willing to stand up for Riley Gaines and the millions of female athletes? Or do we only stand up for those who fit certain narratives? All caps. Ladies, where are you? Media, Hollywood, hello. We all caps must come together on this, sharing this video of Riley Gaines being attacked. So, Buck, my hope is that this is such a uh, viral video moment that you can be attacked now in this country for just saying men shouldn't be able to compete against women it, in women's sports. This is where the trans agenda is. It, it wasn't one person. It was a mob. So everyone yes. needs to understand this is not just a one-off lunatic. This yep. was a an angry and violent mob of obviously trans activist students, most of whom, maybe all of whom, by the way, I don't know. I mean, well, there was one guy who says he's a woman who actually hit her, but most of them are not trans themselves. So these are just Biden voters who get a kick out of thinking that they're in the new civil rights struggle. You know, they, they've convinced themselves. Everyone has to understand they were yelling things you could hear other than the curses, which we had to bleep out for you. And, and, you know, I gotta say, as a guy, you know, you see a guy with long hair who call, you know, his name is Bob, who calls himself, you know, Sally or whatever, and he hits Riley Gaines. That person's, you know, you gotta step in. You know, this is when, when they're assaulting women as a man watching this, a man assaulted a woman. I think it actually gets to the reality of what happened here. I'm sorry that that man is deeply emotionally unstable and troubled, but you cannot attack physically a woman because you don't like her sports policy which is what happened here but so many of these individuals clay these are just college kids who vote for biden and post left-wing tiktoks and i'm sure they were all you know triple masking and this is now just part of the apparatus this is the borg this is the hive mind chasing this woman and physically attacking and threatening her I mean, the school should be ashamed. Where are the sit-ins over this? Where are the, you know, the camp, where are the deans of diversity saying this isn't who we are? And remember what they're attacking her for, because I think this is so important. And I've seen this coming for years. Uh, this is coming from the world of sports. And I think it's kind of a crystallizing moment for many of you out there, men and women. She's being physically attacked on a college campus for saying, Men shouldn't be able to compete against women in women's athletics. That is not remotely controversial. Every single one of you listening out there to us right now understands why men's and women's sports are separated. Because men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. And if men were competing against women, men would win. This is not some revolutionary uh, incredible insight that has suddenly occurred. This is basic biology that everybody understood for hundreds of years of athletics. And now she's being physically attacked for standing up for the idea of men and women's sports. They're shouting in the hallway as they chase her. They chase her away from an event. And they're shouting trans women are women. And I keep saying this to everybody because they, you need to understand this is not about accepting someone's lifestyle choice, cosmetic decisions or whatever. It's not about that is that is irrelevant. That's cross-dressing. That's irrelevant to this. Right. Yep. That's somebody wants to dress. They want to wear their hair. They want to change it. And that's fine. They're not even saying you need to represent, you need to understand this person identifies as trans or is a trans individual and need to be just nice to that person that way. Because everyone sort of sits around saying, okay, fine, that's not, that's not the issue. They are saying this is a woman. And yes. if you say anything about this person being different from in any way a woman, you are the enemy. They are, they are stating the most object, the most objectifiably obvious lie, uh, objective lie. And you're supposed to go along with it. And if you don't, you're a bad person. I mean, this is a moment, this is a civilizational moment for America, folks. I hate to have to put it into those terms, but can we understand the most basic truths and will we defend them, yes or no? That's what you saw in that hallway. The mob saying, no, you're not allowed to. And, and Buck, I think when we come back, we can also point this out. 
at some point, inclusiveness begins to exclude. And I think that's where we are. And what I mean by that is, on the bounds of inclusiveness, men who identify as women are now replacing actual biological women, real women from women's athletics. Their inclusiveness is now excluding women. That's where we are. Uh, asset managers, names you know, they're using your retirement funds to further their ESG agenda. Last year, state treasurers across the nation sent a message to stop playing politics with our pensions by divesting $5 billion from these companies. 25 states are suing to block ESG nonsense from endangering your retirement. Republicans on Capitol Hill recently passed a bill blocking the Biden administration from allowing huge asset managers to use your hard-earned money to further their ESG agenda. But while conservatives in the House and Senate have your back, President Biden used his veto pen to kill this bill a couple of weeks back. That's when Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat who voted to block ESG investing, blasted Biden's veto as infuriating, charged it put a radical and progressive agenda ahead of the country's needs. These firms have a fiduciary duty to maximize returns. They should be held to account for playing politics with our pensions and doing it without our consent. To learn how Consumers Research is protecting all of us from these woke investment firms, go to consumersresearch.org. That's consumersresearch.org, paid for by Consumers Research. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, rolling through the Friday edition of the program. We were talking about the situation in the Tennessee legislature, the uh, eviction, effectively, of two Democrat lawmakers and a member of the party, a woman, who was allowed to stay based on one vote. She was not expelled. Uh, And we're joined now by Cameron Sexton, who is the speaker of the Tennessee uh, legislature. That's a great name. 
Great name. Very uh, great name. Great name, as Buck Sexton would say. Uh, and uh, Speaker Cameron, appreciate you coming on. Um, what is the story here? Because a lot of people don't really know. They just see the headlines. What did these individuals do? And how did it come to pass that two were voted out, one was allowed to stay? Yeah, thank you for, for having me on. So there were we've had protests in Tennessee for our legislature for a long time. And so after uh, the covenant thing on March uh, that Monday, uh, there were protests about guns. And so everything I'm about to tell you has nothing to do with the protest outside or the protesters outside the chamber, outside the Capitol. We had three members on March 30th that were from the, from the Democrat caucus that approached the well, wherever you speak, you speak from and, and commandeered the, the well started speaking without recognition, which is a violation. I gathered them out of order. They pulled out a bullhorn and then started leading a protest from the House floor to those in the balcony inside the chamber. To such a degree, we had to take a recess in order to gain control back. They stayed there disruptive for a long period of time. It took us about 45 minutes to get us back together to where we can continue with business. And so their actions were to lead a protest from inside the House chamber and disrupt the proceedings and disrupt behavior. Uh, they show disruptive behavior themselves, which goes against their oath of office that they violated uh, in that regard. All right. And so we, all right. No, no, go keep going, sir. Oh, yeah. So then we felt like it rose to the level of expulsion. It's never happened in Tennessee's history that three members would violate the rules to such a degree. And so they were put up for expulsion. And so uh, they each were afforded due process to make statements, to take questions, and make their case on why they should not be expelled. Two of the members were expelled. The one member, Representative Johnson, who is trying to claim that she was saved because of she's white, which is totally wrong. When you were, if you listen to what she said, she said, I did not use the bullhorn that they use. They snuck in a bullhorn as well. I did not use the bullhorn, Representative Johnson said. I did not shout. I did not yell. I did not pound the podium. I did not sit on the podium. So Representative Johnson is the one who actually tried to distance herself from the other two to save herself and try not to be expelled. And she got close. One vote would have had her expelled. So, but, but it's interesting because, and thank you, Speaker, for clearing all this up. So, Everybody else, though, on the Republican side still thought, even though she didn't use the bullhorn, she should go, right? So there was one individual who flipped as a result of her plea that she says she made a different level of noise to keep her job, and then she turns around and says, oh, it was racist, that's actually why they didn't expel me, but they expelled the other two members. Is that accurate? It's accurate. There's more than one member who made a uh, who made a flip. But we we had she got 65 votes. She needed 66 votes to ex be expelled. Six members voted uh, not to expel her, and then there were I think three members uh, who did not vote at all that were in the chamber. And so if any one of those people would have voted to expel her, she would have been expelled. So, is there any ability to go back and expel her? Because I look at this and I feel like, you know, the number one story, and I'm sure you've seen now, Kamala Harris is going to come to Nashville. She couldn't come for the six victims who were shot and killed until this story happens. And I'm sure one of the first things she's going to say is, oh, this is super racist. This is what happens in Tennessee. I kind of wish you guys would just go back and vote out this uh, this white woman who is now saying the only reason she didn't get voted out is because of racism. Well, yeah, we, we had the chance. She was put up. She had due process, and the body of the members that were there said she didn't need to go. So unless there's other actions that she does, which if there is in the future that rises to that level, um, then we can take a look at it. But at this point, she... she yeah, we get it. Go. She's she's escaped, uh, escaped justice on this one, in a sense. But uh, Speaker Sexton... It's kind of funny to say. Speaker Sexton... Um, uh, do the other do the members that voted the Republicans that voted to let her stay do they realize what a political blunder this is? Um, I, I can't answer for them. I'm 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 sure that they have at least at some point today 
Um, okay. You know, because I, I, I can't speak for him, but um, you know, the, the the claims that she made are false. And then I think my understanding is even Representative Pearson came out. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it, so it's third hand right now. That he came out with comments that basically said that she kind of threw them under the bus. The other two members. Yeah, so he, he kind of agrees that what she did was push them aside. So what happens now? You're seeing, I'm sure, that this has gotten national attention, and people are like, "Oh my God!" I mean, the Barack Obama tweeted about it. Like I said, Kamala Harris is coming to town. I'm sure. Somebody from Joe Biden's team, I know they have, in fact, already tweeted. We know Joe Biden has no idea what's actually going on about anything. But what is going to happen now? What do you anticipate the next step uh, being in uh, in terms of this uh, legislature response? Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to do as much as I can. You know, the thing is the left is very organized and they're very um, uh, direct and they all speak on the same page and they're all saying the same thing. And and so it, it, you know, we're we're working to combat that because it was not racism. It was based on fact. It was based on their actions on the House floor, and they continue to make the same. They keep saying their voices were silenced. Their voices are not silenced. They they disregard for the House rules, and they actually violated their oath of office. Um, to your point, by the way, uh, for people out there, and obviously most people are not going to know about the daily procedures or goings ons inside of any state legislative body. Has anybody ever taken over the Tennessee House for 45 minutes, as you said, like these members did uh, as part of their protest? Has that ever occurred before in the history of the state of Tennessee that you're aware of? No, it has not. So they truly get engaged in unprecedented behavior, which I think a lot of people are missing. So based on your legislative research, this is not just an this is an act that's truly never occurred before. It's never occurred, and so we were setting precedent. And so my question to everybody was, if this is not grounds for expulsion, then what is? If if three Republicans did this two years ago on the congressional floor with Nancy Pelosi as speaker, during a live debate, rushed to the front with a bullhorn, I think they would have expelled them. Uh, I mean, look, and they would try to justify. It. I'm 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 a Floridian, not a Tennessean, but I think that expelling. All three was absolutely would have been absolutely the right thing. It's just the 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 blunder here of believing a lib pleading for her job that she wasn't going to use this for political purposes, which she obviously has to unfortunately considerable success at the national level and turn the whole story into something other than what it was. I don't know how the six members or whoever it is in the Republican side how they couldn't see this coming. I, I, that's that's the only part of it that still remains a shock. But Speaker Sexton, we appreciate you coming on and telling us what really happened. The audience now has all the facts, and we understand what the situation is. Uh, thank you all for having me. Thank you. Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton. Appreciate him coming on. Mark, it's been brutal. Everyone's talking about inflation. It's everywhere. Buck and I recently met with Dutch Mendenhall. Dutch is the founder of Rad Diversified. He's a patriot. Loves our military. Gives a lot back to our veterans. Dutch and his team are experts. At buying cash-flowing real estate, they brought major stability to thousands of investors in the most volatile of times. For a minimum of $1,000, you can access Rad Diversified's lucrative real estate portfolio. Dutch takes pride in ensuring all their investors leave a legacy for future generations. Visit RadDiversified.com, connect with one of their team members to learn more. With Rad Diversified, you can reap all the benefits of being a real estate investor without any of the heavy lifting, starting at only $1,000. We strongly recommend having a diversified investment portfolio. Rad Diversified can help. All investments involve risk. Consult a financial advisor and read the prospectus before investing. Learn more at raddiversified.com. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Everybody, third hour of the uh, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show starts right now. Lines open, 800-282-2882. We mentioned uh, the jobs report. It's always so fun when you understand that media, news media, for places like the New York Times is such overt propaganda now. Uh, they're saying that the U.S. job growth slows but remains strong over here. 236,000 jobs in March, which is not great. But they're saying it shows the Federal Reserve's inflation-fighting campaign is taking hold. Okay, so even when it's not so good 
and the jobs are dropping down, that's a good thing because, you know, they got to convince everybody this economy that most of us believe is about to really take a dive and all of us feel is not so good. How's your 401k doing? How's the price of eggs? Oh, I know there was the thing about the chickens and the virus and everything else, but still, inflation is high, food, everything else is expensive. We'll talk about all that in a little bit. And also, how how can it be that the expectation is for everyone, Joe Biden's going to run again, and yet Democrats are like, well, we don't want Joe Biden to run. Tells you a lot about where their psychology is. But I'm going to start with something else today, Uh, Clay. I'd mentioned to the team before, I'm I'm here in New York, and I am visiting uh, my family here for uh, Easter. I know today is Good Friday for those who are Christians and and uh, you know celebrate these holidays. Well, today is obviously a day of solemnity, but Sunday will be uh, the resurrection of Jesus. And anyway, so I'm up here for uh, for vacation, Clay, and I'm always curious. I'm I'm thinking I'm back and forth between New York and Florida, Fairmount, and I'm thinking to myself, all right. What's it really like in the city these days? And I this morning I, I hopped on the subway as I used to do at one point four times a day was how often I was on the subway in 2019. I was going up and back and then up and back again for two different shows uh, that I had to do in New York City. And so I, I'm I'm on the subway uh, platform. I'm I'm walking up and I get to the top of the stairs, not on the street level, but in the sort of interior where you can cross over if you want to go uptown or downtown on the New York City subway. And I, I see a guy who is standing there, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how to say this other than to say this on the radio, but he was, um, you know... Treat, treating his body like an amusement park. Yes, yes. He was, he was staring at women walking up the steps and masturbating was what was going on. At 9 o'clock in the morning... The in Columbus Circle, this is what I saw. Guys, now he's sort of covered, you know, covered himself a little bit with a with a jacket, but you could you could see what the guy is doing. Okay, I don't know what I, you could see what this guy is doing. And I had this moment in my head. I go, well, what am I supposed to do? I look around. Right, he hadn't. He didn't. He didn't assault anyone. He didn't touch anyone. Okay, so it's it's not a an imminent threat to anyone's. You know, physical safety. It's just this guy's doing this thing, and some of the team here told me they've seen this before. On the, I have never, in all my decades, at nine a.m. For people who don't know New York City well, at nine a.m. and this is theoretically a nice area of New York City, right? It's Columbus Circle. I mean, it's where the Columbus statue is. It's very, yeah. uh, you know. Right by Central Park, right by the big Time Warner building. And, and, and I'll be honest, a, a pretty I've nice seen, area of New York. I've seen a lot in New York in my years here. And I used to be, I was a young guy here. I used to go out till, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I've done all that stuff. So I've seen some stuff. This was so shocking to me that and I actually kind of, I was like that. I, I had a moment of disbelief. I'm like, there's no way this guy's actually just doing that right there like that. You know, I've seen, you know. Going to the bathroom in public, everybody's doing that here who's, you know, not everybody, but you know what I mean. Like every crazy person you see who's a vagrant um, is, you know, going and uh, going on the streets because it's not illegal anymore in New York. It used to be you could get arrested, get a, a summons for it, but now you do whatever you want. Anyway, I know this is gross, folks, and I'm sorry, but I'm walking up and I'm thinking to myself, all right, let, let's let's uh, let's play this out of my head for a second. I look around, no cops anywhere, no cops anywhere. Because I would have, you know, flagged an officer down, and I go, "All right, so now I'm supposed to go find an officer, I guess, and I'm supposed to say, sir, this is what I saw. I'm supposed to m- maybe walk the officer. I, 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 by the way, I don't know where this cop's going to be. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call nine one one over this. Um, other people, by the way, I'm not. There are masses of people walking by this guy. Like no I one is even going. I mean, I, I, I would have kept going, but I think it speaks to the lack of safety and decorum that exists in the public transportation now, that this could even occur, and that most people are just going to roll their eyes and keep going. And it's it's such a ridiculous, and that's kind of a pun almost, such a ridiculous right. situation and, to find yourself and in. And I know people, you know, I, I understand, people that don't deal with, there are, and there's a, there's a, this has been a long time, uh, you know, in the making, but, uh, you know, if you live in like a pretty nice suburban area of the country, you know, if you're from like a suburb of, of Houston or if you're from, you know, 
you're not seeing the kind of stuff we're seeing in New York City, okay? So I'll just just put that out there. You're but not, you are if you're in downtown San Francisco oh, yeah. or you're in LA. But but this is or what I mean. You are in any of these big cities. Now. It's it's hard it's hard for people that live in places with more order to understand the level of disorder in some of these, you know, urban democrat strongholds. Now, San Fran, Seattle, LA, by the stuff that I've seen on yep. recent trips to Los Angeles going on i'm like really you know santa monica uh venice beach the stuff that's going on the streets there anyway but i just i just walked through this keep in mind alvin bragg just indicted trump you know we, we see what a what a, a total clown show the justice system has turned into here in new york city let's say i say something to this guy let's say i say you know how you know how dare you sir and let's say and now we really got to think this through he puts hands on me which this is not a good place for me to be it's not a good place for me to be, folks. You know, you're thinking this one through. So he grabs me it's with like those... two naked guys fighting in a locker room. You may not like the naked uh, naked guys fighting, but you're probably just going to let him have at it. But you know, he he puts he puts hands hands on me, which is really, and you know, and we get into a scuffle. Maybe then police <laughs> arrive or something. You know, whatever. And I say, hey, this is what this guy was doing. What what he's going to say? He wasn't. He's going to say, you know, that, that, that you know, I, I started something with him. He was actually, he was just fixing his belt or he was going to come up with some, you know, explanation for what was going on that, you know, had nothing to do with anything. And, you know, and now it's, now it's, you know, right wing radio host accuses. I'm sure they'll go back and they'll find that, you know, the guy got some award in the third grade, like honor <laughs> scholar of doing, you know, un, unspeakable things. And, you know, it just, you can't trust the system here at all, is my point. I, I I have no faith, even if they find out this guy's got, you know, is wanted for different sex crimes and has, you know, got all kinds of stuff in his past. I can't trust that they're going to take my word for what was going on here and they go up to this guy. I mean, so, Clay, how does this get better in places like this? This is my ultimate point. How is it going to improve? I've been here for 24 hours. My first step on this, literally first day, first steps on the subway. This is what I see. Well, first of all, the answer is this person has to fear punishment in order to behave. I mean, that that's the number one rule that I think we've lost. No one really fears the punishment for their wrongfulness. And I think about it, at least you're a grown man. Imagine how many people, Buck, might have experienced that as it's Easter weekend. Let's say you brought your family into New York because you want to be there for the for the holiday and the one of the first things you see is a guy treating his body like an amusement park and you've got an 8-year-old with you or a 12-year-old and you're trying to walk up the stairs at again right at Central Park because you want to take the kids and go through Central Park this is how things fall apart also, it's not necessarily just the extreme violence although we know certainly that is skyrocketing too but it is all of these small, relatively inconsequential things that add up to destroy the overall environment that many people are living in. This is what I was just talking to my family about, because I went over and saw them right before I came in to do the show today, Clay. And I was just saying, you know, we, we focus so much on the statistics that they can't hide, like murder yes. or carjackings, you know, where people are going to report it, and it's terrible, and it's dangerous, and bad things have happened. Understandably... But if you're in a healthy, law and order-based society, you don't have to assume that every time you go into a public place like the subway system in New York or like downtown in San Francisco or, you know, you go to all these, think of all these different areas, you're going to be screamed at with profanity and threatened by maniacs. Because that doesn't get really reported, right? That's not necessarily. And by the way, if you do report it, you know what's going to happen to those individuals? Nothing. But you would think that you could go on the subway and not see some guy engaging in, uh, you know, auto erotica in broad daylight in front of all the tourists, and and you, that that would be something that you could have it as an expectation. But even if the, even if I went and ran ran and flagged down a police, by the way, am I going to have to go to court and testify against this guy now? <laughs> do you know how, how involved in this do I really want to get? I don't live. You yeah, know, that's I why I said I would have just walked by. I wouldn't have done anything. You know, I mean, my, you know, you draw the line if someone's if you think you can help. And by the way. Sometimes people have intervened to help people being attacked in the subway, and guess what happens? They get attacked, and it gets really no ugly. So you're taking a risk there. And I don't even believe that the justice system here, depending on the politics of who is involved in the assault, the altercation, etc., 
I don't think you could trust them to be reasonable. Look at what Bragg just did to the guy no. who got shot. He, by the way, I believe he's a, he's an immigrant from um, I, I forget where, but the guy's an immigrant. This country is not a white guy, and he shot the guy who shot him. And Bragg chained him to a his hospital bed, recovering from his wounds, and charged him with attempted murder for two days. Yeah, that's and he did it to the bodega owner. So this is why anyone, I mean, anyone who knows anything about big city politics knows it's like, oh, buck, like you saw this, like you should have should have gotten in. That's why. That's why not. most people just walk by. I guarantee you, yeah. because they said, I just don't want to get involved. I don't, and I don't trust yeah. the authorities here. Full stop. I don't trust them. It's not that I don't. By the way, it's not that I don't trust the NYPD. I trust the NYPD guys and gals to, if I said, hey, this is going on, I think they would try to do something. That guy, if arrested, would be back out on the streets in two hours. Yep. And you know what he'd be doing? The same thing. And you know what they do when they arrested him for time number 15 or number 50? Maybe they'd send him to Bellevue for an evaluation or something. He'd be out on the streets again. And I look at the cops, and I'm like, how can I blame it? It is the prosecutors. It is the mayor. It is, it is Alvin Bragg. It is Eric Adams. Eric Adams is a disaster. He has been just unbelievably incompetent trying to fix this city. And I, I look around. I look at the, look what happened in Chicago. I look at these Democrats voting for more Democrats. You guys are wrong. It's not going to work. You need someone to come in and clean up the mess who's serious about it. You're not going to improve these cities otherwise. And, I mean, we're we're losing... Some of the greatest American cities, and I would argue some of the greatest cities in the world, to idiotic policies that cowards who have their own shows on MSNBC, oh yeah, Morning Joe, please. When was the last time that guy drove a car himself to get into work every day? Oh, I'm really, Mika, you know, I'll take care. First of all, he lives, he lives in Florida too. Um, but you know, the whole thing, Clay, it's, you know, they should put me in charge, man, honestly. I'd clean up the streets fast, I'll tell you that one. They, uh, they I think it's going to just it. have to get so bad that a Giuliani-like figure rises up in many of these different hellhole Democrat cities. We certainly haven't gotten there yet in Chicago based on what happened yeah. in the mayor's race, but I think that's ultimately what's going to have to happen. People haven't suffered enough. Bottom line, that's right. Democrats haven't suffered enough in the cities that they have destroyed. So maybe one day. All right, this is a big weekend for picture-taking, as we know. Easter weekend, Passover celebrations. There's a whole lot of memory-making with family get-togethers. Nowadays, we use our cell phones, and we think nothing of it. But 20 years ago, somebody had that video camera out and was setting up the tripod and getting everyone in the shot. I remember, Clay, with my dad, he would take out the VHS cam, and he'd be like, what do you think of your present? You know, for every present. I was like, I don't know. It's nice. I love the belt or the sweater. Anyway, how do you revisit those memories these days? Well, I know how I do it, because if you don't have a VCR player, you're out of luck, but I used Legacy Box. Legacy Box is the Tennessee-based company that takes old videotapes of yours and digitally transfer them onto files. From the time they receive them, the Legacy Box crew takes excellent care to hand transfer each one. In about three weeks' time, you get the digital files and all of your tapes returned to you. If you want a thumb drive for your computer DVDs, they're happy to accommodate that request, too. The great thing is you can finally relive all your family history again and share it with other family members far and wide. Legacy Box makes this economical. Right now, their $9 per videotape sale is on. That's 65% off. There's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Buck to shop their $9 tape sale. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K to unlock this fantastic deal. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 
995 GOLD. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out of pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Our friend Steve Dace is with us now. He is a radio host uh, with The Blaze, podcast host as well, best-selling author. He has a Fauci book that makes me think that he might actually despise Fauci as much as me. I don't know if it's possible, but his Fauci book makes a strong case. And uh, he's also got a new film coming out, Nefarious. Steve, we'll talk about the film in a sec. How you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? Well, all right. What are you What are you seeing? I mean, when when Biden is the presumed uh, the presumed presidential contender on the Democrat side, running as an incumbent, but huge percentage of even Democrats say he's not going to run, and then he's supposed to be a moderate, but now he's pushing Title IX to include trans men to be able to compete against women. Steve, what's what's going on here? Like, what's the Democrat play? I mean, they're not a political party anymore, guys. I mean, they are really just a, a hub and a manifestation of uh, really a form, an aberrant form of religious zealotry. Uh, they just, I mean, polling information, blowback from voters, any any other you know previous market force that you would have used uh, to try to leverage a political party from going insane just simply does not apply to them. Which is why I'm I'm going to be very fascinated with RFK Jr. getting into that race, uh, because uh, obviously he has some views that are outside the mainstream on some things, but he still carries a very potent name, um, and he will not uh, back down. And if anything, else, if nothing else, you're going to find out how many people are still sane over there, right? Not, how many people just vote over there because they think they have to tolerate this woke cult uh, in order to um, get access to the social programs they think their community needs, or that they think are better for uh, communities they're trying to serve. And so they just tolerate this um, uh, and, and think that's just part of the, well, uh, Faucian bargain they have to make politically to get to the end game. And then how many people are really adherents to this? And that's something that I think, the, particularly in like a, new, a state like New Hampshire, I think that's where the insertion of someone like RFK Jr. may give us that kind of an answer. I would just prepare your audience to be disappointed by it. Yeah, Steve, I, I would have never believed. I'm, I'm guessing that you've probably seen the Riley Gaines viral video right. by now. Yep. She has a real radical position. She's a former college athlete who believes that women should compete against women in athletics and not men, and yet she was just attacked, shouted down, and not allowed to even share that opinion on a state university campus in California. 
how wild is it that that's where we are in terms of what the woke religion will even allow? The big culture war, Clay, the, the big culture war battle in America, really post-counterculture emergence of the 60s and, and really in, into about the last decade. The big battle was, is, I, I mean, we all agreed, left and right, pretty much everyone agreed you were an individual. And that came with it some level of autonomy. Uh, you may think though that that comes from being created in the image of God. That comes from being a higher evolved being. Uh, the argument was largely over whether there were limits on your autonomy and conscience. Is there a higher authority that I must adhere to? Am I allowed to do anything I want with another consenting adult? These were largely the arguments that were the rubric of the of the culture war that defined liberals and conservatives for you know about a generation. The new argument, and this is this is why when I started doing my thing. 15 years ago, it was to respond to things like Religious by Bill Maher. And now I play Bill Maher clips on my show favorably. And I don't think yeah. he's changed many of his views, and I know I'm probably to the right of where I was 15 years ago. Here's what's changed. The debate has. Now the debate is, am I autonomous at all? Do I have any liberty at all? Not what the extent of my liberty is, not what the limits of it are, but does it exist? Am I allowed a conscience? Am I permitted critical thinking? Am I permitted to think for myself? That is the new culture war debate, and you see this play out on social media. Uh, the same people that started off with Ukraine flags, started off with masks, started off with their jab pass, uh, and now are posting their pronouns in their bios. It, it's to show their adherence to this religion, and that's what you're seeing with Dylan Mulvaney. There's a reason why this guy is now, on, is now the, 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 the spokesperson for all of these companies. It's not the old, let's pander uh, you know, uh, during Pride Month in June. This is, this is like a recognition of ecclesiastical authority. He is a prophet. He's a priest. He's an apostle. And so we genuflect to him. And I think on the right, we have to be more honest about what we are up against. This is not a mere political movement. It is an absolute religion. Speaking of Steve Dace, podcast host and also author and filmmaker, and, and Steve, to that end, your film Nefarious Tell the folks a little bit about it, and then we can get into how they can go and see it. I, I, but I just want to note before you get into it, uh, it's so encouraging to see people trying to get into the cultural space here and create content that's not just sort of news commentary politics and go mm -hmm. beyond that. But tell us about the film. Well, we tried to break the mold here, Buck. I mean, I, we think one of the things that is limited conservative and, and Christian filmmaking when it comes to original storytelling is, frankly, the people who fund it. Um, and is it nice enough? Um, will it offend Aunt Petunia? Um, does it do this? Does it do that? And, and we just decided, let's just, you know, risk all the money we have and fund it ourselves. So we're never going to play that game. We are just going to make the best movie we can. And we're not also going to try to check ideological boxes because all that will come out organically if we just tell the best story we can. And make no mistake, this movie absolutely exposes the woke religion, as Clay just referred to it. It, it absolutely exposes this things, these things, takes these things on. It will look and sound like a lot of the psychological thrillers from the 90s, Silence of the Lambs, Seven, Primal Fear, um, you know, back before uh, when they still made good movies in Hollywood. It'll look and sound like that. Um, uh, the production value is very high, uh, but it will absolutely be from the standpoint of our own worldview. And I, this, is a, this is something that's never been tried before. I think this is why you, you, you know, there was a great review that conservative comedian uh, Tim Young wrote today over at American Greatness saying, hey, this is not what is typical. It's, it's breaking a mold. It's actually, it's not a conservative or Christian movie. It's a real movie. It just so happens to touch on many of those themes. And so I would warn audiences like yours, don't get freaked out by the marketing. Um, we are marketing as a general horror movie because we're trying to reach Gen Z before it adopts and embraces all of the horrors we were just describing. And so we marketed it in a way that kind of appeals to what they're used to going and seeing in the movies. But make no mistake, if you can get people that are not sure what they believe or you think are going to be lost to this spirit of the age, if you can get them in the theater with our slick marketing, we are going to use this platform to say to them what you want a movie to say for sure. Steve, where can people go see this movie? And I'll let you answer that uh, first. But then the second part of this is I love horror movies. It seems mm -hmm. like horror movies in general are ascendant right now. That is, yep. there are many of them out there that are wildly popular. What do you attribute that rise to in our pop culture uh, as it pertains to the success of horror movies overall? Last year, even though it was just coming out of COVID, uh, Clay, Hollywood still released 31 horror films last year. 
Um, it is the most profitable genre right now. I think it speaks to the spiritual angst that we are feeling as a culture. Um, and I think because, uh, frankly, a lot of our churches collectively don't shine their lights anymore and instead shine uh, sweater-vested, khaki-panted, uh, nicer-than-God Hawaiian shirt-wearing guys. Um, people are looking for love in all the wrong places. They're looking for spirituality, but they're they're turning uh, to the darkness for it. And so that is what we try to to address with nefarious. This is where this is where the people are. This is where they're they're hashing out these spiritual themes. They're not doing it in our churches anymore. They're doing it in these darker places. And so we went there to shine the light on this actual darkness. And I think it does, I'm very proud with how, of how the film turned out. We managed to make a movie that doesn't have any F-bombs, any blood, um, any of the stuff that they normally put in movies of a, that deal with demonic themes. But on the other hand, I mean, Father Carlos Martins over at the Exorcist Files podcast says it's the most accurate demonic possession movie Hollywood has ever done. And he's the number one, uh, you know, um, exorcist rated by the Vatican. So I'm going to defer to him on that one. So, if you guys so by the way, people movie, can go see this how? Uh, theaters nationwide uh, coming up on April 14th. You can get tickets at nefariousTickets.com. That's nefariousTickets.com. Steve, good Big stuff, time. sir. Thanks for being with us. Come back again on the show soon. Give Glenn our regards. We'll, we'll do, guys, anytime. God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. That's big time, Buck. Release uh, theaters nationwide, so uh, I can't wait to check we it need... out. I know we've got screeners, but I like to go watch scary movies in an in a actual movie theater. We, we, absolutely. And, but, you know, we need, on the right, more people who have a – a philosophy of of life and everything aligned with ours making writing novels making movies doing scripted series i mean these things this is how the left established the dominance they had for so long and how they've pushed completely insane ideas because they've just had the field to themselves it's no doubt um and if you're out there right now you're headed into the weekend you're thinking to yourself man i don't have the energy i used to maybe you're dragging on friday maybe you even feel like so bad that you feel like a member of the Biden administration. One of those pathetic dudes in the White House right now working on the worst administration that's ever existed in any of our lives. Lowest testosterone-laden White House ever. Not a good thing. Maybe you want to get some vitality back in your life. Well, you can get hooked up at Chalk right now. Their male vitality stack is a great example. By the way, they have a female vitality stack too. Uh, it's formulated in such a way to focus on hormone health and stress relief. It's all natural, uh, but you can get hooked up right now and make your testosterone over the next few months increase by as much as 20% just by taking these all natural supplements for women. Get your hormones back in order and just feel better. Have better energy so you're not dragging as often when you get to Friday. Here's how you get hooked up. Go to chalk.com. Now, that website, chok.com. Chalk is pronounced chok.com. That's how it's spelled. Visit the website. Get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Clay, in that purchase price. That's chalk.com, chok.com. My name, Clay, 35% off for life. Do it today. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. 
The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 